It's been four years since President Rodrigo Duterte promised a relentless fight against corruption. Listen to his inauguration speech on June 30, 2016. I have seen how corruption bled the government of funds which were allocated for the use in uplifting the poor from the mire that they are in. In this fight, I ask Congress and the Commission of Human Rights and all others who are similarly situated to allow us a level of governance that is consistent to our mandate. The fight will be relentless and it will be sustained. Fast forward to 2020. Corruption remains rampant. Duterte's government is hounded by major corruption scandals, like the smuggling of billions and billions worth of shabu in 2017 and 2018, through the connivance of customs personnel and drug traffickers. Your Honor, even before my assumption of office, I've heard about the Tara system. Like the questionable killings of supposed drug suspects by double-dealing police. Like large-scale bribery by Bureau of Immigration personnel in what is now known as the Pastilla scam. Either you are complicit or you are negligent, and I don't know which is worse. The back-to-back scandals have led Duterte to admit defeat and renew his 2016 promise. I will concentrate the last remaining years of my term fighting corruption. Kasi hanggang ngayon hindi humihina, lumalakas palalo. Weeks after that declaration, we've definitely seen a change. A change in Duterte's messaging priorities. Duterte's showmanship is now on high gear, and many worry that that's all his corruption crackdown will amount to. Welcome to Seat of Power, Rappler's podcast about the Philippine presidency. I'm Pierre Renada, Rappler's Malacanang reporter. In recent days, we've witnessed a change in Duterte's regular televised speeches. After declaring a new war against corruption, Malacanang announced a new mega-task force that would ferret out wrongdoings in the quote-unquote entire government. In his last three speeches, Duterte devoted a big chunk of time to reading out names of government personnel suspected of corruption. It's important to note here that Duterte's weekly messages to the people are heavily edited versions of his actual longer remarks. Meaning, what you watch on Facebook or television are the parts of his speech that he and Malacanang want you to see. Duterte reading long lists of names apparently falls under this category. The message, obviously, is a warning meant for public consumption. Sa corruption, sinasabi ko naman sa inyo na galit ako talaga. And uh, I will not only you know, investigate you, I will expose you to the public para malaman ng tao na niloko ninyo yung gobyerno. The funny thing about these lists, though, is that reading them out doesn't do anything more than scare. The government employees in the list are already suspended by the Office of the Ombudsman, 
or administratively charged, meaning dismissed from their post. They are already being investigated for alleged wrongdoing. By reading the list out loud, Duterte isn't unearthing any new crime or helping with the probe. Duterte, however, warns the government would file criminal charges against those officials suspended for graver misdemeanors. It remains to be seen if this will actually happen. Then on Monday, November 9, Duterte ups the ante. He summons over 40 Bureau of Immigration personnel to Malacanang, as the black, uniformed immigration officials wait nervously on cushioned chairs, palace staff go around, asking each of them to take a single piece of pastillas from a box. This leaves little doubt what the meeting is about. The Bureau of Immigration has been under intense scrutiny lately over the so-called pastilla scam. In this scam, immigration personnel extort mostly Chinese nationals for easier entry to the Philippines. The money is wrapped so they look like pastillas, a Filipino sweet made of milk and sugar. Distributing pastillas to immigration personnel suspected of involvement in the scam is classic Duterte humor. Behind the immigration personnel's masks and face shields are solemn faces, likely contemplating what the night has in store for them. A video of this meeting is released to the public the next morning. It includes footage of Duterte speaking to the immigration personnel. What he is saying, we do not know, since natural sounds are edited out of the video. But presidential spokesman Harry Roque claims Duterte warned them of retribution should corruption persist in their agency. Roque also claims Duterte ordered the suspended officials to eat the pastillas, which the president said contained money. The sardonic order harks back to other myths about Duterte, like of him forcing a smoking ban violator to eat his cigarette, or telling a scammer to eat land titles. These myths are actively cultivated and spread by Duterte and his supporters to boost his image as a do-what-it-takes crime buster. Even during his presidency, Duterte knows the power of the spectacle. Twice, he summoned allegedly misbehaving cops to scold them before television cameras. Listen to him berate them in Malacanang's driveway in February 2017. I kayo sa Basilan. Tumira kayo doon ng mga dalawang taon. Magbalik kayo dito mag-swimming trunks. Linisin ninyo yung Pasig River. Inumin ninyo kasi madumi. He loves to recall in public speeches how he once slapped an influence-peddling budget management official in the palace. Roque defended the Malacanang Pastilla spectacle by saying it was a way to send a message. Well, I don't think there is anything na for show lang. The president is sending a message. Itigil ang korupsyon. At nung ginawa po niya, I think lahat po ng taong gobyerno narinig ang mensahe. Certainly, messaging is a powerful tool to bolster any government initiative. Duterte's flair for drama gets to the masses. It simplifies complex issues like corruption. It's a way to show something is being done. But an overemphasis on messaging, absent any meaningful reforms in the system, could just be plastering over a problem. It's like putting a band-aid on a deep festering wound that needs surgery to truly fix. But if your goal is to stay popular, very good messaging may be all you need. Duterte has been called by analysts as a master of performative governance and the art of spectacle. 
It could be one reason he has managed to rake in sky-high approval ratings despite controversy after controversy. But corruption, a systemic and complex problem spanning decades, requires more meaningful action. Things like ending patronage politics by changing election rules, trimming the powers of the president so the judiciary is more independent, enacting a freedom of information law, and promoting transparency. On Tuesday night, November 10, Duterte again added another act to his anti-corruption show. All you have to do is to let me know. And my price ago. Pagka meron kang malaki, if it's a malaking sindikato, ghost project ni Director Putang Ina, uh, I will, I will I'll give you 50,000. Despite this call to action, Duterte did not explain how an informant can reach his office to report on corruption. He gave no number or email address to contact. His proposal is opaque and potentially open to abuse. What's to stop a person with a grudge from making a false report about their enemy? It's also piecemeal and does not address the problems in the system that breed corruption. Problems that Duterte has powers to fix. In the coming months, expect to see more spectacles and dramatic announcements. If there's one thing we can count on Duterte to deliver, it's a performance. Thanks for listening to Seed of Power. I'm P. Renata. Listen to Rappler's podcasts on SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts.